Hey everyone, I'm Ann Bogle, and this is What Should I Read Next, episode 41. Welcome to the show that's dedicated to answering the question that plagues every reader. What should I read next? We don't get bossy on this show. What we will do here is give you the information you need to choose your next read. And this week, we're talking about fall's hot new releases so you can decide which ones you want to read next. Yesterday on the show, I talked to my friend and independent bookstore owner, Holland Saltzman, and I hope you enjoyed that episode because I sure did. Today, Holland is back so we can bounce our favorite fall books off each other, and by that, I mean the ones we've already read. Then, we also talk about the books we can't wait to read this fall that we haven't gotten our hands on yet. For my full fall book preview and the list of titles we talk about here today, head over to my companion blog, Modern Mrs. Darcy. You can find the full fall book preview post at modernmrsdarcy.com slash fall dash books. Pop over there to check out the full list and let me know what books you can't wait to read this fall. Then in the second half of this episode, I give you a tiny peek behind the scenes into an event I just wrapped up this weekend with authors, publishers, and independent booksellers in Savannah, Georgia. In my official capacity, I was there to help with the reader-focused Read Savannah event, but as my own self, I couldn't stop myself from asking everyone I met there what titles they were especially excited about for fall. I brought some of their answers home with me to share with you here today. Let's get to it. First, here's my ongoing conversation with Holland. Okay, Holland, since you're a bookseller and I'm a book reader and it is the beginning of fall, which blows my mind, we thought it would be fun. We, I, I thought it would be fun to hear a couple of the books you're really looking forward to this season. And I have a couple too. So you carry everything in your store, right? From kids to grownups? Correct. We do kind of picture board books all the way through adult fiction and nonfiction. Any like children's and kids books you're super excited about? Yes. Um, there's a fun picture book that's coming out uh, kind of uh, early September. So uh, that I got a chance to look at months ago and it's Jamie Lee Curtis, who I think has done some really fun picture books, but this one is called, this is me, a story of who we are and where we came from. And it's just this great book about a kid bringing a suitcase into class or them talking about bringing what would you pack in your suitcase to describe what you love some information about your family and the very last page you open it up and there's actually kind of a suitcase that opens like a pop-up feature but it's just great to talk about how people have come from different places and what makes your family unique even though you think you might look similar or you know you don't know what your differences might be what is important in your history and your traditions are much different than your neighbors and it's just it's I I really liked it for teachers for librarians and just to have at home to talk about as your family what would your what would your what describes you as a family what age range are we talking about here I think that picture books can be used for adults and certainly in high schools and things like that but certainly a fun read aloud um she does some great rhyming and um you know, so I think it easily could go up to third grade. But like I said, teaching about history and um, immigration and all those kind of things, it could be used in a variety of different settings. But it is a traditional picture book. What about for older readers like middle grade YA? One in each category that I'm super excited about. Um, in middle grade, there's a book called Frazzled coming out by <laughs> Buki Vivat, who I got a chance to meet again at the BEA conference. And I, it's called Frazzled Everyday Disasters and Impending Doom. And it's, <laughs> it's so good. And I think I tweeted and Facebooked three times while reading this book because it's also, she's an, Ill, 
she used to just doodle. And um, so she's kind of found a way to work her doodles into this book. So it's not quite graphic novel with the squares and the things like that. But there's illustrations throughout this book. So for a reluctant reader, but she's starting middle school and everything is so dramatic and everything is it's all going to be so awful. And she's whoa is her and I just love it because a I think I was that kid for a long time in middle school which is so charming I'm sure um it just she's got a tone with it and it's fun and it was and you know I just I can't wait to and that comes out in September as well I just can't wait to put it in a lot of different hands and I just think it'll be great um, for a lot of different readers. It sounds like she's tapping into something real. I may have connected a little too much with it, but it was awesome. Um, and then Young Adult, I just finished one uh, a couple weeks ago that comes out, a lot of September releases, um, called Kids of Appetite by David Arnold. And he had done Mosquito Land. I'm not sure if you'd read Mosquito Land, but I had unfortunately not made it through that. Uh, you know, it's sort of been on my to-be-read pile. And then it didn't. And so I actually read this one first, but then quickly went back and read Mosquito Land after I liked Kids of Appetite. But it came from the publisher with the book, The Outsiders, on one side of this box, and then his book, The Kids of Appetite, on the other. So immediately I'm intrigued because I've loved me some Outsiders forever. Yeah. And my, let's see, eighth grader just read that for the first time. And that's a common assigned high, or high school and middle school read that I hadn't heard of until my own kid was assigned it. You know, again, sometimes things will come with glitter. I'm not joking. Some things will come in a, with, with a little locket with it from publishers to kind of get you excited. And so this was really intriguing to me um, that, and so one of the characters is really into um, the book, The Outsiders, but it's really the story of how you find your own family sometimes when growing up. If things at your own house aren't quite what you know, you need or are really difficult or challenging. And I don't want to say misfits and make it light. It's just like people who've come together and created this unit um, who all need each other and need someone. And it's just this kind of like the outsiders, but it's very current and modern time. And it just was so well-written and so real and hard, you know, kind of going back to that, um, what we're assessing that I like is these really likable characters, even though there's lots of hardships and pain and just, you're trying to figure it all out, but I loved it. And then totally fangirled all over, um, with the author and, um, found out he, um, is in Lexington, Kentucky. So then I was like, Hey, go cats. And, you know, just, (laughs) (laughs) this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Exactly. So that one's coming out as well. So I couldn't be, so those are, those are two that, uh, kind of are in that area along with, um, okay, I'm going to sneak one more in. Kelly Barnhill is also a middle grade writer and she's got one coming out called the girl who drank the moon. And again, sort of your 10 and older group, but it's like this old fashioned, um, Eastern European folk tale, um, along the lines of maybe Grace Lynn's, uh, where the mountain meets the moon. It's just beautifully done. I loved every bit about it. I think it comes out in October. Um, but I didn't know who she, she wrote the witch's boy, I think last year that I hadn't got a chance to read, but this one is going to be one of my favorite for fall as well. That sounds amazing. I know Kelly Barnhill's name. What else has she written? I don't think I've read her. I think it's just those two. I think Ghost's Boy or Witch's Boy. I think it's Witch's Boy was her first. And then um, her this is this is her second one, unless I'm completely mistaken. And she's written 30 other. And I'm sorry. I'm apologizing to a lot of authors today. <laughs> and we're lucky enough. She's actually one of our visiting authors that's coming to St. Louis this fall. So um, I'm excited to actually get to spend some time with her. Jealous. 
Readers, on our recent Ask Me Anything episode, I got lots of questions about recommending books for kids. When it comes to children's recs, I rely on people who know children's books, and Literati Kids sure does. Literati Kids is a book club subscription that sends five beautiful children's books to your door each month, handpicked by experts. They tailor each box with age-appropriate selections for children aged 0 to 12, and around themes like mystery, adventure, and history. My 10-year-old loved his Literati box and found several new favorite authors among their personalized selections. In addition to the books your child receives, Receives artwork from world-renowned artists, personalized stickers, and other fun goodies in each monthly box. Go to literati.com slash readnext for 25% off your first two orders and pick your kids' book club today. Remember, no one else has kids' book clubs like these. Only at literati.com slash readnext can you get 25% off your first two orders and receive five incredible kids' books curated by experts delivered to your door every month. That's literati.com slash readnext. Want a confidence boost? Take coloring your hair at home to the next level with Madison Reed. Get gorgeous professional hair color delivered to your door starting at $22. This is game-changing color you can do at home and look as if you just came from the salon without the time or expense. At Madison Reed, master colorists blend nuances of light, dark, cool, and warm tones to create over 55 gorgeous multidimensional shades. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com. What should I read next? Listeners get 10% off plus free shipping on their first color kit with the code READ. Use the code READ, R-E-A-D, at madison-read, R-E-E-D, dot com. Okay, so I am often looking to you for YA and middle grade recommendations, but I am all over the season's adult fiction. So I am especially excited about, with caveats, um, Ann Patchett's new one, Commonwealth, that came out now in September. Do you, do you know anything about this one yet? I have not read it. So I am very excited about it. It's going to be, you know, one of the hottest books for fall. And so I'm excited to hear what you have to say about it because um, it's been on my to be read, read pile and it, for no reason at all. It just hasn't made it to the top of the pile yet. So I'm, you know, I'll read it for sure because I really enjoyed her other books. Well, you have to be in the mood. I don't know if this is going to be your airplane read like the one in A Million Boy was. So Commonwealth is the story of a family that falls apart in the opening pages. And then over the course of the remaining 75% of the book, we see how various characters do or don't put themselves back together while we're also looking back into a couple of family mysteries, like what, why things that happened actually happened. So that's really vague, but it's vague on purpose. There is one character named Franny that I especially loved and related to. She's a young woman who only ever wanted to be a reader, not a writer, loves books and literature, falls in love with a Saul Bellow type character. And the arc of that relationship, oh, I should say a Saul Bellow type character who turned her family history into his most successful novel in years. So there's some meta stuff going on with the book that I always think is really fun. But I was telling my husband, because I finished the book and I was like, well, I didn't like it but I liked it. I mean, I didn't enjoy it, but I appreciated it. So I think this is the kind of book that if you like it, you like it in the way you like, um, I don't know, give me, you like it in the way you like Faulkner. You like it in the way you like the sound and the fury, not because of tone, but just because bad stuff happens in William Faulkner, not the way you like, I don't know, Sophie Kinsella. So know what you're getting into, but I thought I want, I can't wait for other people to read it because I need to talk about this book. I feel that way a lot. I um I have not I because we have a lot of children's authors visiting this fall. I've sort of focused more for my pre-reading with my um, middle grade and YA. Um, so the only recent one that I've read is the Maria Simples, who did uh, Where'd You Go, Bernadette. 
I read today I will be different and um, I really want to talk about that with someone mm -hmm. so it's just because it's you hear the same tone so if you liked where'd you go Bernadette which I think so many people you know we just really enjoyed that one this one's different that it takes place in one day and you know the opening lines just really resonated with like today <laughs> Today, I'm going to go to yoga. Today, I will eat better. So it's all about her great intentions for this uh, one day and how it goes completely awry. But it was hard to read it in some ways, just the way that it was written. It was different than, um, than her first one. So uh, while I really liked it, and I think people will, um, I just want to talk about it. I relate to that. Okay, so Big Fall Books, um, A Gentleman in Moscow is something that we both read and... I enjoyed it thoroughly. What did you think? I've recommended it here before. It took me a little bit to read because I, I think you and I were talking about earlier that it almost to me was like four or five novellas. Just there was there, even though it was, this, it's even though one man takes place throughout this whole book and it's his story. It, it was just, there's, there were such specific things that happened each time, even there was a little tying in. So it was hard, but um, no, it was just a little bit it wasn't easy reading, which I think is a good thing. So, I mean, I just kind of like to explain that when I'm selling a book, sometimes I'm like, you're not going to just devour this and you know, it's not going to be a beach read. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I was a Russian major for about five seconds in college. Um, and so there's parts of that that seemed very Russian literature. Um, but overall I really liked it, but I don't think it's anything like rules of civility, which so many people loved. And this is his first in such a long time that I think people need to know that going in. It's so different. I loved rules of civility. And I think you're totally right. I really like that. They made this a fall release. I don't know if it had to do with the calendar or just the way the book was done, but it doesn't feel like a beach read. Like you said, it feels like warm blanket, cup of tea, cozy couch, getting dark. Couldn't agree more. I don't know that it would have had, I think it'll have huge success, but I think it'll be one of those that, yeah, it, for sure. People, people seem to know what they're doing in this business. <laughs> okay. Tell me about a fall book that you cannot wait to read that you haven't read yet. So you have high hopes, but we're not going to go away from this saying, Holland promised me it would be good because I can tell you mine. I cannot wait to read Tana French's new novel in her Dublin Murder Squad series, The Trespasser. It comes out October 4th. I need it to be good. I, I'm going to read it in two days. And I love that they made her, she writes mysteries that often have a creepy kind of element to them. I love that it's coming out Halloween month. That feels totally perfect to me. I'm very excited to read uh, Lady Cop Makes Trouble by Amy Stewart. Uh, her It's the sequel to uh, Girl Waits with Gun. And it was one of my favorites last year. And I'm so glad it's in paperback now so that I can, you know, sometimes it's just easier with the price point, honestly, to get a paperback into somebody's hand to get them to take a chance on it. So again, historical fiction, it was about, you know, this, it's true historical fiction um about this woman who was the kind of first cop if you will and why that happened and then it just continues her story and it's such a strong character but with no cliches and the she amy uh, has done just such a great job with fiction and nonfiction. she kind of writes that whole series of um wicked plants and um drunken botanist and things like that so it was when I first knew that she was doing fiction I was very intrigued and um, I, I just thoroughly enjoyed it so I can't wait to see if the sequel holds up to the first book I'm with you and I have another one I'm really looking forward to reading The Perfect Girl by Gilly McMillan because I really enjoyed her first book just for a thriller that keeps you turning the pages suspenseful not really graphic 
or grisly. I mean, not graphic or grisly at all, but just very, very page turning. Um, what she knew was her first one. And I'm excited to read more by her. I got to take a break from thrillers because in this past weekend when I checked out and was reading um, uh, Behind Closed Doors and then The Girl Before is another one that just came out in paperback that I sort of devoured in one day as well, which was also twisted and unbelievable, but really good. And then um, just started The Woman in Cabin 10. So I feel like a bit bit of thriller binge that I have to take a break. So again, back to your choices for me. So I'll find you some cookbooks, picture books. Stories about women who fall in love and have babies. See, cookbooks is more sci-fi to me. It's like, (laughs) I'm sure I read this somewhere, but that like I read that recipe and think, oh, that sounds really good, but that'll never really happen. (laughs) I love that. It sounds like we have some fun fall reading ahead of us, or at least some great expectations. And I can't wait to find out what we both actually think. Thanks so much for sharing your picks with us. This was fun. Thanks so much for literally having me over um, and talking books with me today. It's been a lot of fun. To see Holland and I recording in my office, you can go back and look at the history on Instagram at what should I read next. Okay, this was fun. We'll do it again sometime. All right. Thanks so much. And if you're in St. Louis, please stop by the Novel Neighbor. I was going to say, next time, maybe we'll do it at your store. That would be great. That would be a better Instagram shot. Can we do it with a live audience? I, I guarantee people would show up. That would be lots of fun, and we can, we can take questions. That would be amazing. Okay, so we'll see you in St. Louis in 2017. TBD. Do I have to read The Sparrow by then? I was getting ready to say, yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about The Sparrow at least for a few minutes. All right, see you then. Readers, if you love What Should I Read Next, you're going to love being part of our Patreon community. That's where we share bonus episodes, including follow-ups with previous guests, interesting conversations that were cut for time reasons, and one great book style episodes where I tell you all about recent reads that I adore. In addition to the extra audio, you get access to our super secret spreadsheet vault with the full list of all the books guests love and my three recommendations from every episode in an easy to search format. And on occasion, we get together live online for Ask Us Anything style conversations and events like our 90 minute fall book preview and summer reading guide unboxing. Join for all these perks and to be part of the community behind What Should I Read Next. Go to patreon.com slash what should I read next. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash what should I read next to become a member today. Patreon.com slash what should I read next. This is Kelly Stewart. I'm from Tampa, Florida, and I am excited to read Mary Beth Whalen's book, The Things We Wish Were True, which released September 1st. My name is Susan Meisner, and I'm an author, and I'm looking forward to reading a new book by Affinity Konar. I believe it's her first book, and it's called The Mischling, and the story is about two um, twin girls who are taken by uh, Dr. Joseph Mengele during World War II, and it's about their struggle to survive, and what I hear about the book is that it's a story about the resiliency of the human spirit and the ability to forgive and how much it means to be able to be able to do that. My name is Chris Wilcox. I'm with City Lights Bookstore in Silver, North Carolina. Um, picked up a bunch of really neat-looking galleys here, but the one that I think I'm going to dive into next is Jonathan Rabb's Among the Living. It's uh, set here in Savannah. Um, uh, Holocaust survivor uh, relocates and uh, tries to just reconstruct his life, pick, picking up uh, out of the ashes. Uh, looks like a powerful book, and looking forward to it. My name is Sandy Navrat. I'm from Orlando, Florida, and I used to have a blog called You've Got to Read This, but now I just post my reviews on Goodreads, and the one book I absolutely cannot wait for is the new Tana French book. 
and I, I can't even recall what the name is about or what, what, it, what it's called. I don't know what it's about, but I don't care because I'm completely, utterly obsessed with this woman. And I've even contemplated traveling to Ireland and stalking her and offering to have her children because I have an undying love for anything that she's ever written. And I think that her books are not all my favorite, but they go on a scale from really freaking good to amazing. And I have no doubt in my mind I'm going to love whatever she reads. Hi, I'm Greer McAllister. I'm the author of The Magician's Lie, and I'm super excited about two books that are coming out this fall. One is The Other Einstein by Marie Benedict. It's a debut novel about Einstein's wife and the role that she might have played in the theory of relativity. And the other is by one of my favorite authors, Margaret Atwood, who's coming out with a Shakespearean retelling of The Tempest called Hagseed. My name is Ariel Lahan. I live in Nashville, and I cannot wait to read The Guinevere's by Sarah Domey. I think that's how you say her last name. But it's about three girls that are dropped off at a monastery, and they're all named Guinevere, and things go badly wrong, and they get into trouble, and it sounds awesome. Readers, that was so fun, and I'm both thrilled and a little overwhelmed to tell you that for every title we talked about here today, there are five more I'm thinking about sharing here in the future. I hope you enjoyed today's first ever Wednesday edition of What Should I Read Next? Please head to the blog to check out the full fall book preview at modernmrsdarcy.com slash fall dash books. Remember to stay up to date on Fall Book Club news for Modern Mrs. Darcy. Pop over to modernmrsdarcy.com slash subscribe to sign up for free updates. If you're on Twitter, let me know there at Ann Vogel. That's Ann with an E, B as in books, O-G-E-L. And don't forget to tag the show on Instagram at what should I read next so we can see what you are reading this fall. Readers, that's it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. And as Reiner Maria Rilke said, ah, how good it is to be among people who are reading. Happy reading, everyone.